0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message.
1: Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and move into our teaching. What I'd like to do is a little bit different today. Um, what I want to do is incorporate the discussion into our uh, teaching um, so we're finishing today is the last day of our carols message series with uh, you guys, you know, probably not aware what we've been doing is we've been uh, throughout the month of December, we have been taking um uh, several Christmas carols that are usually biblically based, have some kind of scriptural uh, basis to them. And then we're taking an element of it and then talking about what it might mean to us. And so, uh, we did O Come All Ye Faithful. Um, we did Away in a Manger. This week is O Come O Come Emmanuel, which is why we sang that song. Um, so what I want to do today is while we're, um, you know, doing the the discuss or the teaching. I, I think we're going to kind of pause after each of the points. Maybe just going to discuss while we're um, at it. And then I'm very excited for after our service today to uh, be able to baptize Claire today. Yay. So we're excited about that as well. So um, I want to ask this question before we while we kind of get started here. How many of you have ever prayed the the, the prayer God be with me, like? Anybody ever just kind of said that? I've said it a lot of times, you know, God be with me on my way to work. God be with us as we travel for Christmas. Um, God be with me as I um, take this test today, right? I'm trying to figure if I've
0: said it in that
1: way. You know, but the idea is that God just be with me today as I go through this difficult thing, right? I think, um, you know, when it comes to tests, I remember always thinking, God, help me to get an A on this test. And I feel like God up there is saying to me, well, if you had studied more then you probably would have. <laughs> but um I could also be with you. Right.
0: To you know, but,
1: but what does it mean for God to be with us? Like when we say, God, will you be with me? Right? Um so today's song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and it's really about this idea of being God being with us. In fact, um, in Revelation chapter 2, Jesus is announced as the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come, right? And so this idea of God with us um, is what we're going to talk about today. And the song O Come, O Come, Emmanuel um, dates back to somewhere between the 8th and 12th century. That's a long time, by the way, four centuries, that no one really knows when it was actually written, nor the specific person who who uh, who wrote it. But the what it was is there, um, during this time when this song was written, um, there was, it was very common where songs would begin with an O, where it would say, O oh, come, O oh, come. And what would happen is, is that they would, um, they would usually say this line of a song, and then they would read a psalm that would go after it. And this is called the O antiphons, O antiphons. This is like a classical sort of um, thing in church history to where they would say a line that begins with an O, then they would read a psalm, and they'd go back and read another line, and that's how that was. And that's where this song ultimately came from. Um, Now, the word Emmanuel uh, in this song, the part of the song we're going to focus on today is the word Emmanuel, which is all throughout the song that we just sang. (laughs) And the word Emmanuel means, anybody Jesus. know? Luke, well, that would be who he was, but do you know what the word Emmanuel means? who oh. is? It actually he means with God with us. Right, so listen, it comes right out of Matthew chapter 1. <laughs> Almost like there's a scripture about Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 to 23. If you guys want to pull your Bibles out, you can read that. We'll be going through a variety of scriptures today. Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 to 23. So Matthew is telling um, the, the account of Jesus' birth. Um, and he's talking to a Jewish audience, and they're awaiting their Savior. It has been many, many years, well over 400 years since the last prophet had spoken. And so he's writing this, and he skips the manger scene and goes right to the most important element of it. And um, right here in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 to 23, it says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now this is a callback to Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, where that is a quote. So Matthew was talking to the Jewish audience, and he knew that the Jewish people would know that he was quoting this verse. So immediately he was tying back to over 740 years ago when the people um, of Israel were in exile and they were not in their hometowns any longer. They had been they had been moved out and conquered by another another. Um, uh, a foreign country and they were living in a land that they didn't know and their religion was another religion was being forced on them and they were crying out in you know that that they didn't have their homeland they their temple was destroyed all the things that they loved they didn't have access to it anymore and Isaiah the prophet says in all of this pain hold on because a child will come one day a baby will be born he will be the messiah and he will be called Emmanuel and then it's not just like he will be called Emmanuel that's great but and it specifies what it means it it means God with us. So the question that I'm asking is, you know, what is it that sent the, the shepherds back into the fields rejoicing? What was it that caused the wise men to fall on their knees and worship? It wasn't a God that's far away. It's not a God that's distant. It's not a God that you know you have to beg to be around. He's not just watching over us, but he is with us. God is with us. And before you guys leave today, I want to really emphasize that point that God is with you today. No matter what you're going through, no matter what's to come, he is with you. God is, God was, and God will be. And so um, I was thinking about Christmas and one of my favorite um, Christmas movies or Christmas stories is the Christmas carol. How many of you guys have ever seen the Christmas carol or like the Christmas carol? It's like my favorite thing. And, uh, and so what we know is that uh, Scrooge is visited by three ghosts of Christmas, right? Um, well, today, instead of the three ghosts of Christmas, we're going to talk about just the three somethings of Christmas. It doesn't really matter, but it's kind of how my brain went. We're going to talk about the past. We're going to talk about the present. And we're going to talk about the future, okay? And so Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, O come, O come, Emmanuel. I don't know if you noticed in the lyrics of that song, it's talking about how Israel um, was crying out and waiting for a savior, Emmanuel will come right? The song is talking about how he's going to make the shadows of darkness move away. I just watched Lord of the Rings yesterday. The whole thing, all 12 extended edition hours. It was wonderful. And I love how in the story they talk about the shadow is coming and how the shadow gets pushed away. And That is what we see in the gospel is that the shadow of darkness that lives in our life, the shadow that lives in the world is pushed back by the love of Jesus Christ. I love it. And so God with us, what does it mean? For God to be with us. He is, he was, and he is to come. Well, the first is this, is that God is with us. God is with us. He's presently with us. Look what happens in Luke chapter 1, verse 28. It says, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. He's talking to Mary, right? He's about to introduce to her that she's about to become pregnant. And he says, the Lord is with you, like presently at this moment God is with you. Greetings, I come to you with great joy. Greetings, you are highly favored because the Lord is with you. What does it mean for God to be with us now? Like if for God to be with you? Some things that I wrote down, when you feel alone, God is with you as a companion. When you feel lost, God is with you as a guide. When you feel weak, God is with you as strength. When you feel sick, God is with you as healing. When you feel hurt, God is with you as hope. When you are struggling with sin, God is with you as a Savior. He is the God of comfort. Who comforts us in our troubles? God is with us at all times. He's present in every moment. That's the beauty of it. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. One of my absolute favorite things about the gospel is that that it's very clear that God is with us. So many religions seek to get the approval of a God. So many religions, you know, either past or uh, present, um, you know, have to do certain things in order to appease a God. You know, we see that carried around in movies. We see that in shows like Game of Thrones. That like, you know, or any, really, any show that deals with like with gods. It's this: we have to do the right things to please them. There are rituals that need to be done, or sacrifices that have to be done. You know, if I don't do the right thing. And we even see that today. I mean, um, uh, I've talked to a lot of people who come out of like Catholic backgrounds, and they talk about guilt. There's a constant guilt that comes from it because they feel like they've either let God down or they feel like um, that God is wrathful or they feel like, um, you know, I shouldn't ask God for this thing because there are far worse things or or more important things. And that is not what we see in the Bible. What we see is, hey, there's good news for great joy. They'd be like joyful because he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is literally here. He's present and will live alongside of you. I think about. I think I said a couple of weeks ago uh, when I was a uh, when I was a teenager, um, and I think it might have been even last week that I share the story about how I I got almost got into that fight with the guys in the cafeteria um, when I was and um, my group of. Um, friends were with me, and the, t- the people who were kind of bullying me around backed off um, because they saw my whole group who were there defending me. And I think about what it means when God is with us. There's a confidence that brims from, from, from knowing that God is present. You know, like, if you know that somebody has your back, if you know that there's somebody present there, you're gonna behave differently, you know. And so I think that's what I want to get across to you today: with God is with you, God is with us. Is that means that you can walk through life with a confidence, knowing that no matter what's going on, whether you're whether you're, you feel alone, or you feel lost, or you feel weak, or you're sick where you're hurt, or you're struggling with some kind of sin, that, that God is with you and there's a confidence that could come from that, that you will make it through that, that you can get over that, that it will not be the end of you, that it will not define you, that, that you can keep moving forward and keep pushing and have hope through that. God is with you today. But sometimes we say things like, I don't see God with me today. I don't feel him with me today. Um, what do we do then? Like, it can be really difficult sometimes for us to, um, to to when I'm going through something really hard, really painful, it can be difficult to remind myself that God is with me presently. Well, that's when I think it's helpful to look behind in the past. Um, because not only is God with you, but God was with you, Um you know, so there's a story in the Old Testament in Genesis of Joseph. How many of you guys have heard the story of one of the, the 12 sons of Israel and Joseph? Um, he and his brothers are going out for like a hunt or something, and uh, Joseph wanted to be a leader. He felt like God put it in his heart that he was going to be a leader one day, and his brothers didn't like it. He was the youngest, second youngest, I think, of the whole group. And uh, and so his lovely brothers beat him up and threw him in a pit. <laughs> In the middle of the desert, as they uh, They were going to leave him to die, but one of the nice brothers, Simeon, instead said, "No, no, no, no! Let's 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 not kill him. He is our brother after all. Let's sell him into slavery." <laughs> so, so they sell him off to a caravan of people, and I'm just I'm just amazed at like the devalue of life <laughs> in, in the uh, in the Old Testament. But um, so he gets sold into slavery into Egypt. And uh, he's ultimately thrown into prison, and then, you know, through a set of fortunate circumstances, he kind of finds himself in a place where he is working um, in the house of uh, of a really important individual. But then he gets falsely accused of sexual harassment and uh, gets thrown back in jail and spends a good portion of his adult life in a wrongfully accused, um, wrongfully incarcerated situation. Well, eventually uh, God does some things in his life, and he ends up in uh, in a high level of leadership within Egypt, and uh, and ends up saving the 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 nation from famine. Um, and there's this line in the scripture that talks about how um, because. Joseph went through all those things that God was with him in a retrospective view, it says, but because the Lord was with me all this time, I am now in a place to where I can be a help to and help others and be in this in the nation and help these people. And that was in Genesis 39:21. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And then we see again later on that Joseph recognizes that God was with him when he, he actually says himself, no, all these things that were meant for evil, God used them. He was with me and God used those things to, to save lives. Um, there have been so many circumstances in my life where I have looked back and I have seen God be with me. I've seen it when we had no money and someone brought us food. I've seen it when we get a refund check from our gas bill when we needed that money. Just actually just a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, our bank, we had somebody take money out of our, our bank account and our, and PNC Bank, you know, refunded that money like they often do. And then they do an investigation. Well, it turns out that, you know, when they refunded that money, we forgot about it, spent it, and then we get a notice in the mail that says that PNC is going to take that money out. And it wasn't a large sum. It was less than $100. But, you know, around Christmas time, money can be really tight, you know. And we're like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to come up with $75, you know, just right now out of the blue? And then in the mail the next day came a check for from the gas company for, like, $65. And I just thought to myself, like – Wow, I mean that doesn't always happen, but it does happen sometimes. Um, I remember, I remember when I was driving. Do you guys remember Snowmageddon? Years ago? That was in 2010. Actually, Heather and our family just celebrated 10 years in Pittsburgh on the 20th. And that year, the very following January, um, I was traveling from Pittsburgh through Snowmageddon to Washington, D.C. to watch the Super Bowl with my brother and my dad. And while I was coming out of the Somerset Tunnel on the turnpike, you guys know how like, if you're on the turnpike and you come out, it immediately turns sharp to the left. Well, it was dry in the tunnel, but as soon as I came out of the tunnel, it was snow-covered, and I was going too fast, um, and when I was coming in the left lane, I came and I started to slide into the right lane, had no traction of any kind, right into the wheel well of a tractor-trailer. And I I was I thought I was gonna die. I had absolutely no traction of any kind. I was I just thought I'm this is it, I'm dying. And then all of a sudden there was it the, the tire held and it felt like I'm not kidding you, it felt like a hand touched the side of my car and pushed me to the left into the into the um into the shoulder and I stopped and I about like cried. Like I just thought I was gonna die. I know that God was with me. I know that He was with me in that moment. Um, there have been so many times in my life that i've and I've seen God be with me in uh, in my life. I've seen people um, conceive a child when they've been praying and praying and praying, and it seemed like it was never going to happen. and then and then nine months later, that baby comes. Um, There's just been so many moments in in my life, and maybe even in your own lives, you can look back and see, you know what? I know that God was with me. He comforted me in those times. He gave me peace in those times. He gave me strength in those times. And so when you feel like you're going through, something, um, when you feel like you're going through something difficult or right now it might be hard for you, you know, to see what can be helpful is for us to remember that God was with us. Let's pause here for a second and, and just kind of, you know, I want to get your thoughts. Can you guys think of any times, you know, that that even maybe right now where God is with you, you can say, I know God is with me right now. I'm going through this thing or this moment. I God is with me because of this. Or maybe in the past, you can say, I look back over my life and here's a situation where I know God was with me. Can some, anybody just want to share one? I think it would be really helpful for people in the room to so just be encouraged by that.
0: Yeah, for us, we have, uh, Karen and I have been, me myself, specifically, there's been several times where I should have died, you know, whether it be drowning or a cinder block crushing my face mm. or uh, anything like that. Well, also,
1: <laughs> context.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, just not for the context, just for, to move the point along. Uh, but just there's, there's been several times though where you know I should have died, but then miraculously I didn't. You know, mm-hmm. uh, most recently it was similar situation where you know I was in a car and I, I could have almost flipped off the side of the road and like going into like a barn and stuff like that. It would have been pretty tragic, but I felt like again like the the hand on the side of the car like nope. You know, and then on a more positive side, like again Carrie and I trying to have LA for mm. several years and nothing. Nothing happening, and then we were blessed with with her. So, um, yeah, definitely. When I look back, I can see God is God has been there.
1: What about maybe everyday moments, or even just you know in feeling emotionally, or you know um, could be financially, anything. I mean, is you know doesn't always mean it's going to be these life and death moments for sure. But um, what are some other times that you feel like God has been present?
2: I can think of. Um... Yeah, it was I always know he's present but um, one situation that really sticks out to me uh, two years ago when I went back to school I was um, had finished the first half of school and knew that the second half was coming up and there was a payment that was due and I was I had switched jobs was working a job that was not making much money at all and um, Jared was kind of in transition in jobs and um, I knew that I had this payment that was due and I, we were at the place where I was going to go to school that Monday and tell them that I didn't have the money and that I was going to have to drop out of school and I needed $400 and, you know, didn't compared to what all was due $400. It's like, that's not a whole lot, but we just had no way to come up with it and, um, And so we had talked about it and said, you know, if if it doesn't happen, then I'll just go in and tell them, I'm sorry, I can't finish. I just don't have the money. And I got a call from someone um, that Sunday night who had no idea of our situation, had no idea, not someone that I would ask for money or expect to give me money. And she called and asked if I could stop by her house the next morning on the way to school because she wanted to invest in my schooling and I was like okay you know not expecting any certain amount of money thinking maybe like 20 bucks or something and I go to her house and she gives me 400 the exact amount I needed to finish school and it was just you know one of those moments where I clearly just saw God present and um, knew that he was in control and was going to take care of it
1: There's just been so many times that I look back at my life, and now that I think about it, and and I will say, this is a really cool exercise. If you find yourself going, I don't know, I don't feel like God has been there very often in my life, what often I find happens is I look and I, I scour my brain for one thing. And then I think about it, and I go, oh, that's right. And then another pops into my mind, and then another pops into my mind, another pops into my mind. And what ends up happening is I feel really encouraged, because I am reminded of all the times that God has been faithful over the course of my life, probably so many times that I've forgotten about, that I hadn't even thought about until I just thought about one again. I tell this story all the time about how when I was walking uh, to school, when I was in high school, and I was so far from God, and God sent a woman to stop on the side of the road and tell me that he loves me, and he hadn't forgotten about me, like... I hadn't thought about that in years Boop here it is again you know um, it's just so many opportunities so when so not only is God with us presently you know like God was with us God has been with us all along the way he's constantly been there by our side I love that story I mean everything's like a cliche but uh, of the the footprints in the sand right like that 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 story of there were two footprints and then there were one and you're wondering God where are you? In all of this, like, why did you leave me in my most hardest of moments? And the and the story says, no, that was when I was carrying you. And and I look back on my life, and it is true, it is true, that He was my strength when I was weak, when I was in despair, He was my hope. I mean, there have been so many times where I was I was in such a dark place. I will talk about last year, last Christmas um, time. That that season was a very difficult season for me in my personal life and in my uh, ministry life. And and I just just the, the flavor, the taste of Christmas was just dull for me last year um, and into January. And I just, I had like pains in my chest. I had like like anxiety, like I was having a hard time breathing. I, had, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a counselor and just working through things. Like, and in that time, I would spend time in just prayer and I would cry out to God. It's like, I don't know what to do. And I would just sense... His, his peace, the Bible says it's a peace that passes the mind's understanding. It goes beyond. It transcends it. It's supernatural. I can't explain it. Like, in that moment, there was something there that gave me peace. God was with me. And so I encourage you to not only think about God with you in the moment, looking for your... I do encourage you to look in your circumstances now to see where God is present, but also remind yourself of in the past. But not only that... But now we have hope for the future that God was with us God is with us that God will be with us as well um, when you look ahead edge of your life, what could happen? there's a lot of things that could happen we live in a world I mean just right like last last night my sister unexpectedly gave a gave birth to her baby that we were not expecting this to happen for another two weeks right like things just happen all the time. People get into car accidents or an unexpected bill comes or things break in your house. Unfortunately, sometimes people contract diseases or people die. I mean, uh, all sorts of things could happen in the future. And if we look ahead to it, oftentimes we can get stressed out because we feel anxious or overwhelmed about all the things that could come. For some, it is debilitating. For some, there are people who, when they look ahead into the future, they get so overwhelmed and stressed out. And so Mary, in the Bible, uh, was looking forward to what was to come, um, and and she she was looking ahead, and she knew that God was going to be with her. She looked ahead, and and when as she walked through her life, when she couldn't find Jesus, and He was in the temple, right? Um, or when she looked ahead, what would it be like for her to know that God was with her? To to think like we hear that song, "Mary, did you know," right? Like when Jesus one day would be on the cross, right? Like. When she's looking up there at the cross, seeing her son crucified, you know, and did she know at that point that 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 was there something in her that said, don't worry, this is not the end for him. You know, like I love the idea of Emmanuel, God with us, because it means that no matter what we go through, that nothing will separate us, that God will always be present. And that's that's talked about in Romans eight verses thirty five and then thirty seven to thirty nine. This is the apostle Paul talking about this concept of God being with us. He says, "Who shall separate us from the love of Christ?" That's a great answer, Chris. But he goes through like a whole list of them. Will trouble separate us? Will hardship separate us? What about persecution? How about when I'm hungry and I have I'm in famine? What about when I'm naked? Does naked seem weird? Why would I be naked? I don't know why I'm naked. Or danger, or the sword. Right? Like, will anything separate me? If I know that God is with me presently and I know that He's been with me in the past, are anything here going to separate me? And He answers the question in verse 37 No. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any of the powers, neither heights nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing can separate you from his presence. He will be with you at all times. He was there. He is there. He will be there no matter what you go through, anxiety, depression, cancer, failed grades, um, dropping out of school, getting fired from your job, can't pay your bills, you're hungry, a death in the family, feeling lost, feeling despair, needing guidance. He will be there with you through your doubts, through your mistakes, through your disappointments, through your failure, through your sin. He will be there with you. He promises that he will never leave you. This is Jesus' words. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We will never be alone. And then we see in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There's that shadow again, right? Even though I walk through it. He doesn't say like loving Jesus and being in a relationship with Jesus means you get to avoid the valleys, right? That's very clear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And David lived a very precarious life. He was hunted, he lived in caves, he walked through valleys that were shadowed and dark with, with, the, with the army racing behind him. So when he walked, talks and says, valley of the shadow of death, he thought this could be it. This could be the very end for me. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear evil, for I know that you are with me. Even then, I know that you are with me. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the one who was, the one who is, and the one who will be to come. I love that. So what I want to do is just kind of finish now with the conversation about it. You know. What are the things that we feel the most afraid of, the things that give us the most the most anxiety about the future? What are some things that cause you um, anxiety when you think about, you know, that you're worried about? Being alone. Being alone? Okay.
3: And then, alternatively, getting what I want and, you know, getting a family and becoming um, married and stuff like that because I don't know how to handle it, you
1: know. Okay.
3: I'm good at being alone. So if I get it, that's uncharted territory.
1: Okay. What else? Yeah, for me... Um, uncertainty is really difficult for me. I'm, uh, I'm the kind of a person where um, I I like to have a hold on everything and control over everything. Um, and so when when there are things that I don't when I, I don't know if I'm doing a good job or if um, or if what I what I'm doing is going to be enough or no matter what I do, it's, it's still going to happen, you know, in in a, and I'm a naturally pessimistic person. Um, so I, I tend to naturally think that, that, that what the future holds is not bright. Um, and that it will have at least a tinge of, of difficulty or, you know, I'm always somewhere in me waiting for the other shoe to drop, if you will. Um, so that's, I think that's really hard for me. That's, that's an area of my life, uncertainty and, Um, is a a space for me. What about, what about anyone else? What are things in the future? What's, what are some things that, um, that, you know, when you look towards, towards what's coming ahead, what are things that causes you stress or anxiety or fear?
2: Right now, um, it's my dad's health. Um, Hmm. He's been very sick, and I actually got a text during church that he fell this morning, and now they think he cracked a rib, and it's just like, one thing after another, and so knowing that my parents are, my dad particularly, he is kind of at the the tail end of his life. It's it's a lot of stress, and it just creates a lot of fear and anxiety, just knowing that it could be any day, it could be years, it, you know. But it's it's hard.
0: You know, for us, it Carrie's health is one thing that kind of causes us some stress and anxiety, and then more immediately. Just trying to make the
1: sale of our home. Yeah? Yeah. It's constantly rattling around right up there in my brain. Okay. So the question is what, you know, when we look ahead to life, you know, the things that might be coming, what is it that causes us stress or worry? Anxiety is like a, uh, a feeling of nervousness or fear yeah. um, about anything, you know. Um, Claire said, you know, that she... Um, Fear of being alone or not knowing how to handle if she does, you know, have a family. I talked about uncertainty about things in the future. Mom talked about um, Grandpa's health. Chris talked about, uh, you know, Carrie's health, but also they're wanting to sell their home. and not sure how it's going to work out. Do you have anything to add? Anything that you think about when you look ahead that causes you?
4: Sometimes bullying.
1: Bullying? Okay. Okay. Anybody else want to share?
4: Just as I'm going through, like, senior year, and I'll be going to college next year, not really knowing how it's going to go, like, I know I already have it, like, set down of where I'm going to go, so that gets rid of a lot of stress, but, like, just thinking about if I really do want to major in journalism and what I want to do with that, it's just kind of overwhelming in a way, Hmm. as I'm getting close to the end. Like, I know that it could change, and it's okay to change, but I don't really like change in that type of sense, so... I don't really like, kind of like you were saying. I don't like knowing what isn't gonna happen, and I don't know what's gonna happen. So that just kind of causes a lot of stress on that part. i kind of like Claire said, like being alone, not like being alone.
1: Okay. So if we talked about today, you know, the idea of that God is with us presently, and God was with us in the past, and God is with, will be with us in the future. You know, what what can we do? I mean, so we know the cliche answers, but like, you know, what what have um, maybe some veterans in the room, um, you know, who have gone through this and have found it. Like, what, what, what have you found to be successful to help you um, when you face those types of situations?
3: <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs>
1: what are we laughing at? Yeah, at
2: least you're with?
1: honest. You she, she so said drinking. Drinking.
4: Oh! A <laughs> little nice help from follow-up. Jack Daniels. <laughs> nice holiday <and> pour.
1: <laughs> i I think for me
0: just trying to not lose hope for one so like if you're in like a dark time like i I, like because i've been through it like we've said before it's easier to know that because i was able to make it through this time god's going to be through this time now this time may be longer or maybe more difficult or whatever you know the old adage that god only gives you what you can handle kind of thing but, like...
1: It's actually it, not biblical. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not right. it's an adage. It doesn't say it's accurate,
0: but it's, it's an adage. It's an adage. <laughs> but the fact is, though, right, is, like, you know, I've seen him work in the past, and so because of that, I know that if I hold true to it, to him, that he'll hold true to me, and then I'll be able to go eventually make it through whatever the issue is. And then with that mindset, that allows me, then, to start seeing the little things. Even, like, if it's not like thinking back on past times where I've been successful, even, like, if I go for a run, I see, like, a really pretty sunrise. You know, it's like, hmm. there he is. Yeah. You know, so giving myself the opportunity to notice where God is trying to intervene or to let me know, hey, you're up here.
1: That's a really good point. I think it's it's a lot of it is perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're what I'm hearing from you say is, it's like, it's not that everything got fixed, it's that I wasn't really able, I wasn't in a place to be able to see the little things that would be encouraging because I was focused on this problem. Right, But... I was able to shift my attention away from that thing and that allowed me to see other things that were able to lift me up. That's a really good point. That's, I've experienced that as well. What else? What other things have you found to be helpful to encourage you to um, to trust that God is with you in the future?
3: I think going into what you said, it's experience. You know, there, there have been other trials in my life and as you grow and as you grow up, you well, um, know, you get better at being able to handle them. That doesn't mean that they go away. You know, I was I was bullied through senior year <laughs> of, of high school. And it doesn't mean that that ever went away. It just meant that I was able to handle it better within myself and come into a place where I knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And it, it it doesn't matter who anybody else is, but you know who you are and what you mean. To yourself and to and to God in bits and pieces, and that's something that always continues to grow if you let it to, if you let it. And um, it's a journey for everybody. And um, but it's, it it doesn't always get better, but it does get easier to handle. Or you've been through, you know, what I ended up doing is... I've, I've been through what? A way worse. Like, you know, I've been through way worse. Like, we can we can do this one. And I know that God showed up there and through friends...
1: Ah, excuse Through,
3: through friends, through, you know, my church who supported me during, during the hard times. You know, uh, other people came in when I wasn't expecting it. And... Like you said, didn't ask for it, didn't understand just how much. But, but other people showed up then. And it fostered within me a, a, a change in your heart. So, you know, you are able to handle the new um, difficult situations with more grace. And better confidence.
4: yeah kind of going off of what Claire was saying is that kind of just like knowing who you can depend on I think that's something Mm. that's like really helpful is because you can kind of get confused as to who is like really there and who isn't like there are a lot of people that are in your life and like just like my mom told me this a lot is just like your family is always there like no matter what and like that's someone that and those are people who you should always be okay with like turning to no matter what and like you know, building those relationships with people at church or, like, at school or at work or wherever you are, and just, like, knowing that those people, if you build those relationships, like, more opportunities can, like, open up, and they can, like, all, they could help you in a way, if that makes sense, so, like, just knowing that there are people there that you can depend on, and, like, the sense of not being alone, that, like, you always, that there is always someone there for you, you just kind of have to, and that isn't, like, someone, like, close to you, like, God is there, too, so, like, knowing you can... Just be like, hey God, like I need to
1: talk right now, like that type of thing. So yeah. it's really encouraging to me. You know, I think I'm just having a hard time expressing it, but I I love the idea of, of Emmanuel, God with us. It's very comforting to me. Um, just to just to know, like cause I I I don't I don't think that I could follow a religion that um. That is one-sided, if you will, or formulate. I'm a very relational, relationally oriented person. Um, and I think the way that my mind works, my analytical brain, I think I would have a real hard time with that. And so Christianity being oriented around a God that is present, that cares, that loves, that does assist, that is is there walking with me, while it's certainly difficult and hard to wrap my head around what does it mean that God is with me because I, you know, he's, I can't see God like I can see Lincoln in the chair right next to me, you know, I can high five him or give him a hug, but I can't necessarily feel that way um, with God and it does take practice and it does take work to experience his comfort, experience his peace and a lot of it is perspective, you know, a lot of it is seeing God working through people around us, you know, I was thinking about that what you were talking about it Autumn. I'm like, um, God is present in our in, in the relationships, he's working through the relationships that are healthy and, and wholesome and he's using that to bring us comfort. And so sometimes it can be hard for us, but that's not like, where's God? Like, But God is, is orchestrating, God is working behind the scenes because God has transformed the lives of those people that, that love him. He's using them to bring you peace and comfort. Sometimes it is supernatural. Sometimes there is a peace or a, a comfort that comes, you know, in a way that, that only God provides, but sometimes it's provided through his people. You know, sometimes it is provided through like a letter in the mail or a note from a friend or a uh, or, you know, a, a refund check or, um, you know, all, or a new job or, or whatever. You know, sometimes that is God as well. And so I um, just want to encourage you uh, as we get closer to Christmas on Wednesday, um, you know, and as we move into the new year, um, Emmanuel, God is with us. He was with you. He is with you now, and uh, and He will be with us in the future. So, let's pray.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home, or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Encounter PGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.